This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We get it. Distractions happen. That's why we designed the fully electric, full-sized Volvo EX90 with the latest technology to keep you and those around you safe. Its two-sensor driver understanding system is designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Reserve your Volvo EX90 today. Learn more at volvocars.com US. Looking to refresh your closet, home, or beauty routine this spring? Walmart's got all the stylish goods in one stop. From chic new looks and the latest makeup to quality furniture and tableware. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending for the hottest fashion, home, and beauty finds. Your style at Walmart. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are around the world, this is the Manchester United podcast. We three here and him over there. And that sky, wherever you were in Europe yesterday, you would have seen the Saharan dust. We thought the world was coming to an end, but we had to stop it because we know we had to do the podcast. Rob's in Manchester. Say hello, Rob. Hello. That was you want more? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, just, uh, so, that, that's like your missus says to you. Just that, that build up. And is that yeah, all you had? So, exactly. It's like the drunk boy yeah. in the back of the cab. When we get home, I'm so going to do this, that, that. We've known Robert a long time. And he's very literal. And you did say Yeah, I know. He is. He is. That's hello, Robert. That's what he did. did. He did. Come on, let, let's, let's see how you do it yes. then. What? Say, say, say Introduce hello. yourself. Hello, I'm Chris Curley. And you, sir. Hello, Eddie. I'm Russell Wilkin. Lovely to be here. Right. And pronounce your name pr- pr- correctly. Yeah. Bit, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Eddie, don't worry about that. You don't have to worry about the niceties. Everybody knows who you are. Come on, gentlemen. Uh, that's it. That's uh, uh, your time, the beginning. Let's go, shall we? We need to start, I think, with Liverpool. Gone are the days where teams went to the big teams. I think, if I was to investigate this, and I haven't, but if I looked at the top six teams playing each other, very few of them would be very exciting and they would be boring as hell because all they do is try to nullify each other. Chris, let's discuss. What, like when Liverpool beat Arsenal a few weeks ago by about 4-0 or something? Like, I just think... Like, like us drawing 0-0, 1-1. Uh, like, uh, all, all, they seem to be nullified. Well, they are, but I think they're top six games and I think too often they've been goal fests and quality of the teams should be better to um, make it tighter and defences better and make them more of a competition of the game. I mean, Saturday, Saturday morning was pretty boring, let's be honest. But I think Jose went there with a game plan, same as last year, as we expected, as we talked about on here two weeks ago, that he might. And uh, the top two didn't perform. That's what happened. But this is a broader conversation. It could be about how boring the Premier League is. Well, it's not boring. If it was boring, it's boring. It not boring. The football's the boring Premier, right the now. The Premier the League boring. is not boring. What's boring is going there with only two players, Russell, who would make it 
into the Manchester United start 11. One, what, how many shots on target? I, th- I made it one. Okay. I think uh, one shot on target. Right, one shot on target. We didn't go there to win, Russell. No, I think it was a victory for sort of pragmatism, really. We've set up not to lose. That's what Jose does. I mean, that is his... But that's football. That's like a good point away from home at Anfield is that's a good yeah, point but, away from home for but Anfield. But that's, that's the flip side. The fact is we d- it wasn't a way to win by playing Cavalier football, no. right? It was a way to win a game to beat Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. And the truth of it is, Lukaku, Mkhitaryan up front didn't play well. It's the same thing that happened mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. with Pogba and Zlatan. Why are we falling into the media trap and the whole trap that Jose's boring? It wasn't great, but you can't argue with our goal statistics, attack shots on target for the past year and it's nonsense and the Premier League is boring because team seven downwards no, no, are too no. scared what, to lose what, and the football one, is dull. one issue at a time please all part of the same issue no, no one issue at it's a time it's all part please. of the same one well, it isn't because if you're playing Huddersfield Brighton or any of those you don't go with the same mentality as if you're playing uh, Liverpool but, but let me just bring in Robert Robert the idea that he had nothing on the bench he could not do anything you've got uh, you know, injuries to Pogba, you've got injuries, mm. of course, all of a sudden uh, he's become an increasingly valuable player in Fellini. Fellini, excuse me. He said he had nothing to bring on, therefore he could affect no change. I think it, in fairness to him, it was reasonably limited. We were missing, you know, I would say you know, three of our best players couldn't start by Pogba at Rashford. I think that definitely made an impact in terms of our attacking options. Rashford obviously didn't consider fit enough. To, uh, you know, on the day, so we were rather limited. When you, to be brutally honest, if, if your if your option is to bring uh, Lingard on as a fresh attacking threat because Mkhitaryan is underperforming, it's not great. It wasn't a great. I and mean, we we started, you know, we had uh, Martial and Young on the flanks who neither, neither ever really particularly threatened. I do generally I sympathise with Jose on on that point. I don't think we did have that many options. The goal, the, the game was boring as hell. But I think his defence, in terms of Mourinho's explanation, is pretty understandable. Okay, we'll get to it. You can see some, uh, I I suppose, disquiet among the ranks here. We have different opinions about that game and the implications. And certainly, it's always interesting, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, to get your thoughts. Let me tell you that this Manchester United Redcast uh, is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Bet £5 and get a score. That's £20. If you deposit a fiver, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. Way! You can get this offer by following the link at bet.united. Redcast.com. Chris, Edward, what, if anything, were you disappointed by? I was basically disappointed with the performance of the front two, not being able mm-hmm. to hold the ball up and get up the pitch. Yeah, that was the problem. That is that was the problem against Anfield because we played away to beat Liverpool. You've got to respect the front three of Liverpool and the way they play. Klopp had no answers. He played it safe. Jose played away to win the game. It didn't come off to win the game because Mkhitaryan was anonymous and I'm a little bit worried about his form at the moment and more yeah, how Jose yeah. trusts him in big games. I was even surprised he started, to be honest. And I think that's something to look out for in the coming weeks. And Lukaku, it got to him a little bit. It got to him. It yeah. got to him the big occasion and people talking about and knowing about can he do it in the big games because in 30-odd games against the big six, he scored like six times in the Premier League. It's really poor his record as for a 90 million pound striker. So that was the thing that went wrong. Um, otherwise we'd have won that game. Russell, one of the things that 
I've realised, not just in football, but in any walk of life, actually, is that we, we've gone from you're either absolutely spectacularly brilliant or you're the worst piece of nonsense ever. And Lukaku seemed to be set up in all uh, the pre-match kind of stuff. He doesn't score. He won't score. Will he score? That, and he seemed to play... For the first time, I mean, he's a guy who scored nearly every single game he's played this year, though, thus far, whether it be, you know, domestically or internationally. And he played like he had that weight on him. And he, for some people, was very lucky to stay on that pitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was lucky to stay on the pitch is a different thing that maybe came, that frustration bought, but... Um I'm sort of turned into that rubbish you were it, talking about earlier. The pressure's got to Russell, be. Russell, he did nothing. He did nothing <laughs> with that flick out with, that, with Lovren. He did nothing. No, 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 no. There was a tackle before, before that. Are we not all playing football? Ever? Yeah, but because you've, that you've is seen, not you, a tackle that deserves even a booking. But that you've seen pe- yeah, but you've seen people booked for it. Yeah, but you, they shouldn't You've seen people. And what I'm saying is in the pressure of a game like that, I don't know. I want to say litigious, but you know what I mean. You've mm-hmm. seen. I think he was quite easy going. The referee let it play. Didn't it wasn't he? a yellow mm-hmm. card until the seventy-second minute. No, it, were you happy with the way he let it flow, Rob? I've got to say, I thought the ref did a pretty good job overall. Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, considering it was a bloody boring game, but the ref could have easily had the cards out early on. It's always a feisty battle, obviously between Liverpool and United, and sometimes these games can get cancelled out by so many bookings. And it, but to, to be fair, I, the referee can't be blamed for that being a crap match. we got to thank the referee because there was a moment there when Coutinho got brought down with Herrera hanging his leg out that yeah. could have easily yeah. been a penalty. Easy. And no easily. one's talking yeah. about that. No yeah. one talks yeah. about it and we got away it, with it. It could have been a penalty, definitely. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't and I didn't think it was. But you, when they replayed it, slowed it down, reversed it, turned it around. It looked a penalty to me at the time. I mean, in real, talking about, it was just a lazy leg from Herrera. I mean, yeah, he really other, struggled. Yeah, he did. And the, the quality of midfield. And that's why we really miss yeah. Pogba, because Pogba would have the confidence and the arrogance to get on the ball and keep it and pass it. And part of Lukaku's problem was he's not getting the ball quality enough. Into so the there was, there think, was a service I think, problem. I think that is, I think it's, you know, fine. Lukaku and Mkhitaryan had a bit of a stinker up front, didn't hold the ball up, didn't allow, bring on the rest of the play. I think before you get to that is the way the team was set up and whatever they were, their instructions, whatever they were told to do, you know, it's kind of, and it's really telling, Jose post-match said, well, Klopp didn't take any of his three midfielders off, so there wasn't anything I could do. You know, I was stymied by the opposition general's, you know, tactics. It was true, and I think if you played Liverpool and you got results against Liverpool, as Burnley did at Anfield, they played quite defensively and hit them on the break. Exactly, but look at, look at Jose. You look play at, open, Liverpool will tear you apart. Look at Jose when he was at Chelsea. When he knocked the scousers off their perch, nil nil until what eighty minutes and two goals in the last ten minutes, you know. Yeah. And it's and kind Liverpool, of that's Liverpool what he knows how to win at Anfield. Yeah. Liverpool don't score in the last. I don't think they've scored in the last. Uh, no, they haven't yet. Section of, section of, of, of the last game. Third of the no, game. yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it was very good when they brought on those two players. It looked fantastic, but it certainly didn't affect uh, very much of a change. Can I ask you, Robert? Uh, in fact, all of you, how good is De Gea? I mean, score is. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's pulling off like careful, those sort of careful. I mean, easy, easy tiger, uh, adjust glasses. Um, but like playground saves, 
like those kind of saves that you only like I those are when you met you you weren't playing in a you <laughs> for fun what was your playground like no I know what you mean you made the it's for fun and also he's making the goal look tiny you look I look like a great goalie in my school playground because I was only playing between, in the, a, between the jumpers between uh, two jumpers but he's like amazing I just think we're at the point whereby we seriously go he's our best ever goalkeeper and I think if he wins yep. the European Cup mm. he can warrant yep. that but right yeah. now yeah. he's right up there with Schmeichel for me because of not just the saves he makes but when he makes them yeah. he makes mm-hmm. them when the game's mm-hmm. in the balance he makes them when it's nil-nil he can turn the game and not the other team's confidence Absolutely. by performing a worldie he is right up there even, even though he's probably got the narrowest face on very the planet very narrow man he's a very <laughs> narrow man uh, that's, he still uses that space great to, to save the ball with, in, in extraordinary saves that he's made this season the, one, the away one at Stoke which no one I mean they mucked up the corner straight after which cost us the point. But, and that save didn't really mean anything in the end. But that save um, on Saturday arguably won us that point. Yeah, I, I think it yeah. did. I mean, I watched a docu on uh, uh, Shuey the other day, Rob, and, and they said he was like the greatest shouter in the world. He could pick an argument in a room when he was on his own. Uh, you don't see that kind of demonstration of kind of, mm. you, you know, this is my territory sort of thing. But wow, there's a confidence that you must have if you're playing in front of him. Oh, he's, he's incredible. And no, he's not the big flamboyant character that Schmeichel was. I'd argue, to be honest, but you've got to remember that De Gea's been part of really a misfiring Manchester United team in recent years. He's often been our, our, our player of the season, which speaks volumes about the way United have been playing. If he'd been part, I would argue, of a more successful championship-winning United side in the, in the last couple of two or three years, I think we'd already be saying he was the greatest ever Manchester United goalkeeper. I think technically he is. Having like, loved watching Schmeichel over the years, I, I think he, he's, he's just a freakish ability he has as a stopper, which I think is just unparalleled. And again, if, let's not be honest, if, at the weekend, if I haven't been to the hair, we might now be talking about a 1-0 defeat. Yeah, no, no, great point, great point. Let's just talk about some of the characters. Uh, Fellaini being offered a new contract... You first, Chris. Oh, it's Happy Christmas, Manawan. <laughs> Good one. I mean, I'm happy. If, if it keeps David Moyes talking about him. Have you seen what David Moyes has been doing on the radio? You no, I missed that. So he's, David Moyes, he's getting ready for Scotland, isn't he? Oh, no, but like, has Scotland not seen his CV for the last three years? What's going on? Moyes, um, my favourite thing that Moyes kept talking on, on Five Live last week about Fellaini was the chess, best chess passer controller of the ball in the world again. And like Moyes is saying that like, he, like he, it's good for him saying that. Like it's showing his knowledge off. And I think, you know, Rose missed him and we all missed him because he's, he's, he's a funny look. I enjoy watching him play football now for all the right reasons than I did before. So let's have him around. Let's sell a few more wigs. And... Um, Enjoy and enjoy this Fellaini era, as it will be known as. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a few, Ross. You know, you got him, you got Young. Uh, they're in, you know, they're in and around the team, and you just say, actually, wow, they've been here for quite a minute now, haven't they? They've been here for quite a minute, and they, I think, they are players that do a job. Yeah. You know, against Palace, yeah. Ashley Young had that great game. I mean, both of them together, it was Youngie's cross for Fellaini to stick it in. They do a job, they offer something different. And I think that's the thing. And as long if they're happy to have this 
sort of utility yeah. role. But it's down, it's downhill then, from here, don't they? Yeah. You don't leave Man United. Those two don't leave Man United and go up, do they? They go down a level. Uh, and certainly we've seen how it's not worked. Lots of our players have gone to places like Everton and it hasn't exactly... Uh, Ronaldo's had a terrible time since he left, hasn't he? <laughs> no, no. I'm joking. I'm just a little, just a little tease. I'm well, just teasing you a little bit. That's all. Apart from Ronaldo, everyone else does go downhill. You're just, you're just a troublemaker. Um, tonight I'm in where, a troublemaker mood. Yeah, mood. but where, where, where did you, you, you were on the radio talking about Manchester United. Where, where mm. were you? I got asked to go on uh, Talk Sport 2. <laughs> not talk, I'm not good enough as, to talk You mean Talk Sport, sport as well? No, I'm not good enough to go on Talk Sport, apparently. <laughs> talk Sport 2, I'm like very popular. <laughs> I can't help it, Rob. You uh, like that? I told you that. I, I, you I, I know, I, I know. Because, you, you, because you've like, been provoking. It? You've been poking the beer all well, night, man. Yeah, well, I'll keep poking. You like poking. But, but Pogba, he's going to be out for a little while yet, Robert. Yeah, and I mean, the game at the weekend, as we said, you really miss Pogba because he's got that genius to unlock doors in the midfield that few players can. And in a game like that, it's really tight. You need you need someone like Popper there. So we do look a lot more ordinary in the middle. I mean, Herrera, who had a great season for us last season, you know, he always puts in an industrious shift, but he's, he's certainly not in the class of Paul Popper. And yeah, so the, the sooner he's back, the better. Because I, I do think we we look far more one-dimensional in midfield without him. We've got Matic, who's a he's brilliant news for us this season. He's covering so many gaps that were there last year. But Without Pogba, you know, Manchester United are a very different proposition, I think. There is a, there's an argument that we're slightly a victim of our own success in that midfield yeah. to start with. When we, mm. we played Pogba and Matic for several yeah. games in a row. And yeah. Carrick, Herrera, everyone not getting a... It's talk sport too on the phone you know, for you, Eddie. That. Not getting... <laughs> not getting a game and looking a bit ring rusty when he, you know, comes on and starts. And let's not forget, he was is he was at a very good level back end of last season. So yep. it's kind of, I feel I sympathise slightly for him being thrown into the, I mean, obviously you're a professional Who? footballer for Herrera. You've got yeah, to be he's ready. Just, he's got to be ready. He's just rusty. Yeah. I mean, he's just rusty and he, and he hasn't yep. really played. He hasn't yep. got any minutes on the pitch. Yeah. And his game awareness is short, I yep. think. I think he's, he's going he's gonna to play more often. No, where's Carrick? Sure. Where's Carrick? He got injured. He wasn't playing. He was. He's injured. He got injured in the training. He's thirty-six. He gets injured getting out of bed. Yeah, we know what that's like now. Getting our age, right? How have I pulled my hamstring in the middle of the night? I do. What's that about? Sadly, I do. I'm with you. Returning players: Rojo and Shaw. Somebody talk to me. I mean, good to see Marcus Rojo back. You know, if only to up, you know, just, up the level just to of have a fight. tattooed, tattoo <laughs> count on the team. <laughs> why do you tattoo your legs? I don't know. Why do you do that? Lots of people do. I see there's them with a, their I'm asking why. But there's, I'm a asking step, why. there's a step before that, Chris, is why do you shave your legs beforehand? <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, oh, I understand that. Then you've it got a tattoo nice. your legs. Feels nice. Okay. But I don't understand the tattooing bit where you want to draw, like, want to look like your pencil case at school. Yeah. I just don't understand why they do that. Yeah, but, but the world is full of different people, and if you're if you were understand. earning his money with his talent, you'd tattoo anything. What you boredom? It's just boredom. That yeah, I, I think could... so. Instead of stop playing FIFA 17, yeah. uh, it will it will be back. I mean, he was a pretty tough guy. He got involved in a few rocks last year, didn't he, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I, I and he also the, the debate, the ongoing debate about the left hand side of our defence, and that's one position that's obviously still up for grabs. Will he get, obviously he can do, he does a job at centre back as well, but he can also play on the left. So, interesting. If, he, if he's fit, I think it's, it's a good option for us there, I think potentially. Because, you know, 
particularly the doubts over Luke Shaw, whether he's ever really going to win Jose's trust. Luke, there are no doubts about Luke Shaw anymore. Luke he's gone. More, it's Luke, yeah, not, I know Luke not Shaw. You think he's gone. Luke not nice. Thanks. Nice. Yeah. We'll save that yeah. for next week and use that again. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the end of this half. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Huddersfield, who are our next uh, premiership game, and uh, Benfica. Uh, so looking forward to you. Don't go anywhere. Russell, Chris, Rob and I will be back in a few short minutes. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Uh, welcome back to the Manchester United Redcast. Uh, we are here in Londinium and over there in Manchester, uh, we've got Rob Meeking, Chris and Russell are here with me. And uh, we've been uh, talking about the game against Liverpool, which was a bore, uh, really. None of us are particularly happy, though I imagine if you look at it in the whole, uh, Jose Mourinho will be happier. We've got more points and we've got another point away from home. Uh, let's do Benfica first. Rob, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a big team in terms of the name. We've got a little bit of a history with them. Uh, where are they now? Well, no, we know that they've had a dreadful start, so they've lost both their opening games. So while historically it looks a very you know, exciting and challenging encounter, on paper it's a game United should clearly be looking to win, to, you know, to maintain this you know, good start they've had. You know, at the moment, Benfica look possibly the weakest side in the group. Famous last words, you know, they could turn in a great performance tomorrow. But at the moment, that looks like a winnable away game for us. And it is the sort of thing you, you would imagine Jose is going to look to. He's actually been more assertive, positive, I think, in the Champions League thus far than he has actually in the Premiership. Yeah, but I'm not sure how much he can really rotate tomorrow night. Uh, no, no, I mean, I think Lindelof will come in because he'll go back to his old old club. Valencia will get his normal midweek um, siesta. Yeah. Um, and I think up front, you know, Lukaku is Lukaku. Rashford wasn't fit, so Matter will, will come in. I think I missed Ma- I missed Matter on Saturday. I know. Yeah, but I understand why he didn't play him because in that left channel, it's difficult with Coutinho and Matter chasing back. He hasn't got the legs to get up the pitch. But he's had good results and performances against Benfica when he played for Chelsea. So um, I think Matter will probably come in. I mean, there's there's just other stuff though that Jose has been saying the last few days and that interview he gave about how Paris is magical, the romance in himself and how his contract deal isn't sorted out. It's like he's asking for more money, but there was a few... There's an undercurrent of he's a bit unhappy with Woodward, with the equaliser, in terms of organisation and stuff that's going yeah. on at the club. Yeah. And I'm wondering, again, you know, Jose doesn't do anything without a reason attached yeah. to it. And I'm just curious to know what that might be and how that's going to play out in the coming weeks. He he certainly would have been less than comfortable with how well Manchester City were performing and, and the goals they're scoring, even without their soon-to-be record goal score. Will that be putting some kind of pressure on him, do you think, Russell? I think certainly after that nil-nil, you're like, oh, actually, we've just got three or four four nils against sort of relatively mediocre opposition. And then City, you know, we drew to all against Stoke and City absolutely tandem 7-2 and it's like and tanned for a long time that's good. like you know I always always look to increase the vocab of the you know the listeners um all you know all of them listener or listener Hello, um man. yeah so I guess look if you know there's only one team that's supposed to be playing champagne football in Manchester and that's the red the red team but you know City are looking City can play one way and that's it in a shiny summer's day in October, when it's unseasonally warm, City can score seven against Stoke 
for all the like, let's see what's going on in February and March and it's winter mm. and it's colder and, pe- and they're away somewhere and it's miserable and let's see what they can do because I believe they can only play one way and I think we can play different ways and I think that's what can win a championship. And I think, I think going back to Liverpool on Saturday, I think Jose's done a pre-season points forecast and worked mm. out what he needs and he's gone, actually, fine. If I get a draw at Liverpool, that's all right. He goes, because he fancies City to drop points at some point and him to... He does, and he does have to show more ambition in the next month when we've got Tottenham and Arsenal and people like that. I yeah. think, you know, we yeah. can only yeah. defend him so yeah. much. Yeah. He has to show more ambition in, in the coming weeks. Okay, so in terms of uh, Benfica, Rob, would you like to have a go? What, in terms of what I think will happen? Yes, I, I think it'll be... Um, I expect a, a narrow win for us. I could see us winning 2-0. I, I think that's a pretty realistic uh, aim. Chris? Yeah, I mean, I'd concur with that. I mean, I think, um, I don't know, I, I can't quite get up for it. And what's wrong with me? I can't quite get excited about this midweek Champions League game away at Benfica again. I don't know why. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's what's going on in my personal life this week. I don't know. I just can't. Is this therapy? Can this be therapy? Yeah, sure. It's take, free. Take That's it. what it's supposed I to mean, be. I mean, for those, you can't see it at home, but Chris is actually reclining on a black leather couch. Absolutely. Yeah, I, well, um, yeah, not for you've seen that before, Russell. <laughs> I won't never, say it. Never, it's it's good that, I know. Well, I know. I, I was under the couch. It, what, what, you want to go for Russell? Yeah, I mean, look, I'll be, let's say, let's be romantic and have uh, barnstorming. Um, in addition to tanning, um, return to form. Let's say three nil, a three nil, a three nil victory. Can I ask what, what does your wife think of barnstorming as romantic? Well, you know she loves. She leave it there. Leave it there. Very anywhere you go now is going to get very big fan. Very big fan of agriculture yeah, and oh, the Barnes, buildings that come with that. John Barnes, R- Robert. It, it, I noticed last year after we'd been away. And all the clubs, the big clubs, will say after you've gone away, you have less time uh, to get yourself tactically aware for the next Premiership game. Yeah. Chelsea would have probably talked about Kante not being there, Moretta not being there, and also a lack of time, which had added up to them losing to, to Crystal Palace. Will we have any excuse against Huddersfield? No, I certainly don't think so. I mean... Huddersfield, I know, had a you know, quite a romantic start to the season, but they are they they've had a pretty torrid time of late, and there there really wouldn't be much excuse if we can't put in a decent shift and win comfortably. I, I think, to be honest, without you know dismissing them completely, it's obviously a game if we're title contenders that we've got to be serious about winning with a bit of distance as well. So no, no excuses at all. Yeah, and I mean, no pressure on them at all, Chris. We've already seen the first fatality when it comes to uh, managers in the Premiership, haven't we? And, and that's like ridiculous. That's four, uh, four months. Will those guys have been promoted, will, will they be feeling any extra pressure, do you think? Yeah, I think it'll definitely come on by November, December. Sorry, I said first, I meant second. Crystal Palace and now Leicester. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, it's quick, what is it, end of October? Yeah. Not quite. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to my boring football and everyone playing defensive football because they're in fear of their job. And actually, what's happening is they should be go for it a bit more and take a few more risks because at the moment, it doesn't matter. If you're going to go, you might as well go out on your sword. That's right. And they're not doing it. And that, it, I just think that's what people need to do at some, at some level. I mean, I worry a little bit about Huddersfield because it's, it's, it's a classic away midweek Three o'clock Saturday kickoff, newly promoted side, not in form. Not, not, not being properly focused. Yeah, not, yeah, just tired. Not. I mean, the first 20 minutes starting properly is going to be massively important because they're up for it because effectively that's a local derby. 
After City, yep. I mean, they're, they're closer than Liverpool, pretty much. Yeah. So, yep. you know, they're going to be really, really up for it. And there's that Yorkshire-Lancashire rivalry. They have got poor form. They, this is the game they'll raise themselves. This is the game when the fixture list came out and they marked it in they their calendars. one of them marked. So yeah. it's one of them. And I think, you know, we, there's something, if, if we start tired... Then it could be a long, it yep. could be a difficult afternoon. Which feeds Russell into that whole idea that we won't be able to rotate very much because that's not a good thing, is it? Yeah. I mean, I think from memory, um, time zones won't play a problem. I think Portugal. Huddersfield is the same, I think. Yeah, same yeah. as same as, same as Portugal. <laughs> Although, actually, to be fair, it's 1983 there. It is. It's, yeah. um, very true. Sorry to any Huddersfield Reds. Let's not apologise. Come on. They know it. We they can't, know it. We can't They've alienate left. them also. We They've can't left. alienate them also. <laughs> We've got They've very left. few friends <laughs> left. They're not in Huddersfield. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe we'll get maybe we'll see some young players. Twan Zabi's been on the bench. Is it time for him to get a Who? Go? Sorry, who? Axel. I mean I'm not I just want you to make you say it again because I really Axel like Twan Zabi? I mean that sounds like a look, that's a I perfectly it. valid pronunciation of those. I letters. liked it. I'm not dissing it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. But then look, rotation is a new thing. Let's go back to the days where, you know, the same 13 players played all the time. 11, but, you know, subs as well. But I don't know. Yeah, I hope we get out of Benfica with no injuries. Maybe we go, we get, we score quickly and we can, you know, maybe people are going to play a half, not the full match. But if, if they can put their foot down and get, uh, the away goals, Robert, get two goals. He, he'd start pulling off some of those players he's really going to need for the weekend, you would imagine, wouldn't you? That's the ideal scenario. If you've got that cushion early on, then you can protect and rest players. It's interesting how when we're talking about rotation, we're, um, and it's been sort of, the, the media's been full of the fact Manchester United have so many more options just about any other title rival and all the rest of it. Actually, it doesn't take long, does it, with a few players come away for the jigsaw to rather fall yeah. apart and suddenly we're not quite so excited about what the options are behind that. We we really are waiting well, especially on, on Vaya to be fit, Pogba to be fit again, for Rashford to come back. We we do look ordinary without some without these some of these players in the team. But we haven't got that strength of depth people claim. Well Robert you I think you're absolutely right but and and particularly two key people. Because when two key members of your spine in Pogba and Bailly yeah. aren't fit, that's a absolutely. big loss. And that's when, you know, they will always play all the time and the rest you can rotate around them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a couple of positions. He's still not sure who to pick. You know, I talk yeah. about Mkhitaryan again. I'm not sure he's too happy with him the past few weeks. Uh, and I, I talk I, about I, Ashley Young has become, has played really well, um, but yeah. he's a utility player filling in, which you need in a squad. But uh, again, in big games, you've got to use those areas of the pitch, which we haven't used this season, like coming deep from fullback. And he hasn't got a left back who can do that. And he's still going on I, about I, it. And I think that's one of his criticisms still of Woodward. He still knows that as the season progresses, not getting that fourth player is a problem yeah. and will be a problem. And I expect him to push him quite hard in January. Because if you're going to do a deal in January, you've got to start talking well, now. It's interesting, interesting that Danny Rose is back in the Tottenham squad for the Ten months Real Madrid match. It'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, it'd work for us, wouldn't he, Rob? Well, I'd be, I think he'd be a, a really good signing for us. I mean, it, it is it is a position they need, they need dealing with. We mentioned like the left-back berth. We say Luke Shaw looks like he's never going to gain Mourinho's trust. We've got other people sort of plugging the gap there. Even, of course, Ashley Young, who's done a pretty admirable job, to be fair to him at time, but it has been plugging the gap. So to have a specialist back in that position, I think, is something we need. I think Rose seems to tick all the boxes. I'd also say, following up on Chris's point about Mkhitaryan, I think that's going to be a big issue over these next 
few weeks and months because I would say I don't think Mkhitaryan is the future for United in that position. For where we want to go as a team, I don't think he quite cuts. I don't think he has the sort of impact that we require. He's when been careless, at, hasn't he, Robert? The last few weeks, he just has, on the ball, he he's been careless with that pass out wide or that pass through. Now, his sister's yeah. been good, but we've had so much of the ball, I've really started to notice it the past few weeks. And in games like Liverpool, where it's rare to get that opportunity, you know, you don't, you see the likes of David Silva never gives it away. And that's no, how you, Hazard, class, sim- similar. Yeah. And that, De Bruyne, yeah. that's how you, Coutinho even. And you've got to compare him to that in terms of in that position, controlling yeah. the game, controlling the attack. And he's trusted him and he's given him an opportunity the past two months. And I'd say the last yeah. few weeks, I'd, just in the overall scheme of things, it's a little something to keep an eye on. And with the Danny Rose situation, it's, well, it's quite, ob- it's quite obvious. I mean, Pochettino looks at Luke Shaw like a son. And has said as much. Yeah. And, you know, even though he's six years younger, he's about three stone heavier at the moment, if you see him in that reserve game at the weekend. He looks heavy. He looks heavy and he doesn't look up for it. He's not shaved. I have a thing about that, about footballers not shaving. They don't look right to me. Or grow the full beard or shave, one or the other. Just to counter that very quickly, Giggsy, very good sort of very he good stubble, well. cultivated stubble very did him so. no harm but you know you, you offer you offer a deal you might actually be spending only 20 million pounds on Danny Rose because mm. if you Kyle Walker sure as a swap if Kyle Walker went for 50 yeah right that's obviously going to be their benchmark they're a similar age what are you going to sell Luke Shaw for you probably want your money back at best at the moment yeah which was 30 mm-hmm. so a 20 million deal for Danny Rose to play left back from January onwards you take that. I'd take every, that. Every single time. Twice on Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take that yeah. every single time. Well, let's see. They're a bit clever at Tottenham uh, and they have a reputation of selling us some of their mm. best players. And I think they want to close that down. Um, listen, gentlemen, I- I'm sorry, but it- it's gone very quickly and it's been nice doing it with the three of you. Sorry I've been away, but thank you very much, Christopher, because you've been doing better than I could ever do. Oh, bless you. And thank you for calling me, Christopher. I like it when you do that. Okay. <laughs> So getting all emotional here. Russ, uh, look after those children. Look after yourself. Sort out your love life and uh, keep moving. Keep moving, Robin. They won't catch you, yeah? That's all right. Don't worry. The, wheel, the wheels are turning. <laughs> there you go. Until next week, gentlemen, uh, and everybody listening at home or wherever you are, come on, you Reds. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at United Redcast. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.